Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, people of the world? How y'all holding up out there? Side, you cast the bing SKD. The news of SKD taking place today. It's been a while, I know. It's been the last couple of crazy last couple of weeks with the Zoom learning. I really feel bad for the students. It's, you know, I feel bad for the teachers as well because a lot of them have kids, so it's been a very challenging last couple of weeks. But how y'all doing out there? Today's election night. I wanted to do a show yesterday, but I was just really out of it mentally. I want to, so I figured I'd do it today. Uh, gentlemen, two doors down from where I live, actually was shot and killed this morning. So the reporters are saying that the reports are that it's not election-related, yet I will say the city morgue van is in front of my building. Half the block is blocked off, what have you. And there was about 15 cops out there. There was a lot of them out there. and it was a, The guy was shot to death, and he was a twin. He was one of the, you know, he was a twin of, a, of, a, of his brother. So, I mean, that's what my neighbor who came to my door and told me. And he was very distraught, you know, because a lot of us know each other on this block, you know, what have you with me. So, you know, I'm not exactly sure who it could have been, but I think I know who they're talking about. Because, again, I remember there was a set of twins and, you know, they was always in front of the store, always out there, you know, talking to the customers and things like that. So, I mean, I'll bring some flowers down there next week, you know, as my, off my condolences. It's really tense now. All the stores are, all the stores are boarded up. The streets are essentially empty. Like right, and I'm in downtown LA, Seventh and Broadway, at from where I'm standing, looking out the window from our studio. Actually, so it's just a really, it's just you know, it's very tense. You know, everything's boarded up. People are boarding up stores. The last couple of days, putting down new grates in front of the building where I live at. The doors are uh, wooded up, what have you. And it's really sad that it, it's really sad that it came to this, where people are expecting violence, and the people that cause this violence just think it's okay, you know. Well, if we don't get what we want, we'll just, you know, if Biden wins, okay, cool. Then people worry about the other side. But people are more worried that if Trump wins a re-election, then people are going to freak out and start rioting and things like that. And the problem you have is that people out there, you know, they, you know, people don't want to condemn people that riot. It's one thing you have a peaceful protest. That's cool. You're marching and those kinds of things. And you're talking about police reform or education reform or health care reform or immigration reform. That's one thing. But for those who remember my video that I posted on my Twitter a little while ago, that's, that didn't happen downtown. Back in May, people were just destroying property, breaking into stores, looting, setting fires, all kinds of stuff. And it was very, it was despondent that none of the leadership, you know, especially the Democrats, came out and said anything. You know, President Obama, Maxine Water, President Obama said, you know, people are being condemned for peaceful protests. And you can see all across the media in reference to the fires and all those kinds of things in Portland, up there in a... Washington, I believe it was Washington, right? Yeah, you know, it's just out of hand right now. People are just in denial. People just seem to be more concerned about either staying in power. People don't really want to look at what's going on out there in the in the communities. People just don't want to talk to each other, and that's we don't we don't talk. We just cut the other person off. You know, I wish you know people we just we just cut them off, and it's just really sad that you know it's come to this point where we can't even have a conversation that you can't even disagree. With people, you know, if you don't like Trump, then you're, you know, my, I remember a sibling called my brother called me a couple of days ago, a Trump apologist. 
because I wouldn't condemn the president, but there were some parts of there I did say some things, reference to like Corona and stuff like that, but maybe it wasn't heard. And, you know, it was just people that know me know I'm far from an apologist because, you know, the Corona helped kill, you know, was one of the things that led to my father's death. I just don't, you know, keep it all in. You know, I've talked to my friends about it and stuff like that. And for me, it's like, is it Trump? Is it Biden? For me, it doesn't really make a difference because Biden's, you know, Biden hasn't really, in the 40 plus years he's been in office, right? What has he done for, you know, what has he done that has bettered the lives of people? Whether it's, you know, the black community, you know, the, and I, I don't really like saying the black community because it presupposes that we're a monolith of people that just don't really, how you say, that don't really have a diversity of opinion or anything like that. You know what I mean? So it's like when people say the black community, it's like I never hear no one say anything about the Jewish community when it comes to our Jewish brothers and sisters, what have you, because they're very diverse. Or, But people want to say the black community or the Latino community. And those, you know, the cultures are very different within. You know, and by black, they're talking about skin color and black Americans. They're not talking about, you know, that's how they're kind of like lumping us all together. And even within the black American community, the diversity of thought is so radically different. So when people talk about the black community, it's like, oh, come on, man. It's like, don't, you know, don't, don't, and then you don't make it seem like we don't have an independent line of thought. So the way things are right now, you have Maxine Waters said she'll never forgive or to the black men that voted for Donald Trump. It's like, really? Y'all should go check out her corruption index and, you know, what have you. What exactly has changed in her community? You had a young brother running against her and he pointed out in his ad that she doesn't live in the community that she serves. She lives in some kind of $2.1 million man's you know, house or something like that, whatever it may be. And it's just, we don't talk. We just don't have a conversation. You know, people are still, ha- still haven't recovered from 2016. You know, sister, you know, sister Kamala Harris, during the debate, she called Biden an outright segregationist. Right? Literally, go watch the debate. But then weeks later, when she gets the vice president nomination, you know, on the ticket, she says, my job is to get this guy elected. It's like, come on. It's like, what's going on? And then her record in the black community when it comes to, like, you know, law enforcement, like, you know, arresting parents that, whose kids don't go to school and things like that, what have you. And, you know, her stance on immigration. She, it's very interesting that even people that support her, when you talk to them on the low, on the one-on-one, then what it's, – it's, they, I asked them, I said, what's her position? They said, well, we don't know her position. She, like, has, like, no position on anything. It seems to be convenient to the interviewer, to the question of what's being, you know, what's being discussed. But, you know, she's a divine nine. She AK. So, you know, a lot of us are very happy about that. Came historically black college, Howard. I got people over there. You know, my friend Kevin Grievous, that's his spot as well from Underworld. He played Rave. So much love over there. And plus, you know, she's a children of immigrants. You know, um, I believe mom is from India. Dad's Jamaican. Which is very interesting because they always say that she's a... Uh, when they refer to it as being biracial, they say a black Jamaican. It's like, okay, what? And they always say Southeast Asian. They're like, what? You know, just be specific. She's from India. Just say it. So, you know, she's children of immigrants, which is very interesting because so wasn't President Obama. You know, he was a child of, his father was an immigrant from Kenya. Mom was Anglo. So the thing is, everything just seems very dystopia right now. You know, people are really tense. I mean, if I could put a, a, a microphone outside, you would be, and this includes on the corner, you would be shocked how quiet it is out there. You know, in fact, when I look around, a lot of the stores are closed. And it's only 4 o'clock, and they've been closed since 3 o'clock. So we don't really talk anymore. And, you know, and again, you know, it comes back to people, you know, when you go back to back in, what was that day? Uh, what was it? Uh, 2016, when Hollywood, everybody swore that, you know, 
what that you know uh, Miss Hillary was going to win, Secretary Clinton was going to win, and you know she was going to bring the mission. And then when she when she lost, people went into shock, and you know people like you know I think it was Van Jones. How do I explain this to my daughter that Trump won? And you know he went to go talk to the people. You know he went to go talk to the people to find out you know why did you vote for this guy? And four years later, it's still like that. People are still out. You know, my, one of my students said Trump doesn't want my family here in the United States. I'm like, oh, I said, she's Mexican. One of my students, great kid, Anna. And I said, I understand where you're coming from. I understand exactly what Trump was saying. But I can understand exactly why people took it the way it was taken. You know, people want to say, yeah, he referred to Africa as like, you know, an asshole. I'm like, okay, well, then where's the video? Where's the audio? I haven't personally, up until this moment, I haven't seen it. If it's out there, send it to me, what have you. But it's just, what about Biden? People just don't want to hear that part, you know. Oh, anybody like Trump? Because they want to go to the Corona, and I understand, you know, act, you know, talking about as though it's the flu or it's going to be on by April, not wearing a mask, not showing leadership, uh, you know, what have you. And it's just, it's just all up in the air, and it's just, does it really matter who's going to win? T- who's going to win tonight? Because you know what, Biden, what has he done? He's never run out the crime bill. I think maybe two weeks ago. But when he was in office for eight years, vice president, he never did anything to repeal the crime bill. When he turned his forty years. In office, he never did anything to repeal the crime bill or anything like that. And that thing has, even Senator Harris, you know, his vice president, you know, vice president candidate, condemned the crime bill. So the thing that Trump said, not, not Trump, the thing that Biden says that gets me to the debate is, okay, we don't talk, when it comes to our Latino brothers and sisters, we didn't talk about education. We didn't talk about employment. We didn't talk about corona. We didn't talk about the small businesses going out. We didn't talk about health care or disparity, whatever it may be. We didn't talk about anything like that. The only thing he said was to, you know, to pander to, the, to our Latino brothers and sisters vote was, I will do what I can. You know, my first uh, executive order, what it may be, is, and I'm paraphrasing here, is to give a legal status to 11 million undocumented aliens. You want, you want to call them undocumented, you want to, or what have you, that's fine. But this is what he says. And I'm like, okay, that's nice, but what are you going to do beyond that for the community? When it comes to the black community, what do you say? Oh, he's a racist and things like that. So it's as though like the, our Latino brothers and sisters can only, you know, get motivated when it has to do with, uh, you know, undocumented getting uh, some kind of legal status. Our, the black community, again, I'm just saying, in the overall, not like everybody's the same, the, you know, the only way you can get them motivated is by, you know, talking about racism, racism, racism. If I go, when, I go to M- MS, when I go to MSN.com, that's my homepage, Every time, it's my mom there, at least four, of the artic- four to five of the articles will talk about racism. Blacks and racism. Blacks and racism. Blacks and racism. Blacks and racism. Like, like it's some kind of new thing, right? The digital divide. We knew about this years ago. My law students wrote about it in, in, I believe, ninth grade, like five years ago. Nothing's really changed. You know, people are like, well, we need affirmative action so our students, you know, the black and, the black and brown students and the indigenous and the native and our First Nations students can do very well because the SAT is racist. The ACT is racist. No, it's not. Either the, either the schools aren't providing the resources to a lot of our kids in the communities, right, that don't have the resources so they can get true SAT prep, or our kids aren't studying, aren't taking the SAT prep serious, and I can go with the I can actually go with both, because I know a lot of students I've, you know, who I've you know, observed doing SAT prep don't take it serious. They don't, want, they don't take it serious, right? So the thing, but instead of saying, okay, well, how come we're not taking it serious in reference to studying? Okay, how come we're not taking it serious? Or how come the schools aren't taking it serious in terms of providing resources? We just say, and it's, it's, it's very, it's very dis- disappointing, the, the voices in the community uh, that, you know, they have an, in reference to college and stuff like that. It's very disappointing to hear them say it's, it's racism. 
right? So now we want propositions to come back. Well, let me break down something to you, right? The last uh, admissions class over to the UCs was 34.5% are Latino brothers and sisters, right? That outnumbered the Asians, okay? All right, cool. The USC, the UCs, not USC, the UCs, are not going to visit the next four years because of Corona, what it may be, are not going to look at the SATs as a, as a part of the admission process. They're not going to look at the ACT as part of the admissions process. They're not. So that number was higher than the Latinos, right? I'm sorry, higher than the Latinos. That number was higher than the Asians, and it was higher than the Anglos that were getting um, admitted to UCs, right? So can someone tell me right now what they think the percentage of black people that were admitted to the UCs were? Can someone just give me that for a second? I'm going to give you a second. Go look it up. I'm waiting. Go ahead. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It wasn't good. <laughs> Let me just put it like that, okay? It, 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 it wasn't good. I believe the number hovered around 5%, okay? 5%. And no one seems to have it. No one talked about that. So that could be, you know, it could be a little higher, what have you, but, you know, it was around 5 6%. And no one seemed to have an issue with that, right? 5%. Now, are, you gonna, are people going to tell me that 95% of the student population of black students, whatever, can't, you know, aren't able to get, don't qualify to get into a UC? Do, I, I, is people, do people want to say that? Is that true? No, it's not true. So the thing is, why are the numbers so low? Right? Are you going to say, are, are people going to say that our young black students aren't able to pass the SAT or ACT? Why are the numbers so low? Are they being dissuaded? Are they being directed over to the community colleges or what have you? Why are there so many of us in the community college? Why is the remedial program spent over, why is almost over a billion dollars being spent on remedial programs? Right? Why are a lot of the schools extending the length of the remedial programs so students have the options of, you know, have the, enough time to get their grades up and things like that, right? Where is that? So the thing is, it's, everything, is everything is just a mess, and the thing is, it's just, it's just disappointing that it's come to this point, right? It's just come to this point. It's just, you know, you, 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 wonder, you wonder what is going to happen after tonight. Biden gets into office, okay. That's cool. That's great. But what was what is his plan for health care? What is his plan for? He already said he's not going to defund the police, and I think a lot of people are turned off by that. What is his plan for health care? What is his plan for the uh, the environment? What is his plan for education? What is his plan for you know home ownership? What is his plan for small business? It's none of that stuff. It's a lot of this. Okay, when I get, I'm going to do this. When I get in, I'm going to do this. When I get in, when I get, in, I'm going to do this. Okay, that's nice. But how come you didn't do all that stuff when you was in office? You were there for eight years, right? And then Trump gets back in there. The thing is, it's not just about Trump getting reelected. The thing about Trump, if he gets reelected, is the reaction to Trump. Why are people expecting? So let me, break, let me come back a little bit and break this down to you, okay? This is from a, an article. Talk, it was updated July 16. The University of California admitted a record number of freshmen and transfer students, according to fall 2020 admissions data released on thir- Thursday. For the first time, Chicano Latino applicants made up the largest share of UC in-state freshman admissions. The share of Chicano Latino in-state freshmen admits rose from 34% to 36%. So I think I was off by two, what have you. And that, that is, that, that's so awesome. While the percentage of Asian American in-state freshmen admits stayed at a constant 35%. All right? So that's the numbers. I'm trying to find the numbers where it breaks down by ethnicity. 
All right, because that's the thing. I think I found. Ah, here we go. So. Man, the number is so small, it's not even funny. Okay, so decline, uh, we have a group that uh, 649 students declined to stay, but our Latino, uh, our Chicano Latino brothers and sisters uh, were admitted 2020 UC. Well, this is UCLA, so I'm kind of g- going back and forth. But between the more than 9,000 in-state freshmen admitted to UCLA, 6% are African-American, 23% are Chicano-Latino, 42% are Asian-American, and 23% are, are Anglo. So I'm sorry I don't have the exact breakdown for you. But again, now it may be played in the fact that, don't worry, the police, that's the police out there, and they're not chasing me. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. I'm not on the run. Everything's okay. Hold on. All right, I'm back. <laughs> that fire alarm, that fire truck was getting loud. Hopefully everything's cool out there. But the same thing, is it, is it where, where, where are, where, Where's the racism? How's affirmative action supposed to uh, how's that supposed to help the admissions process? I'm more familiar how it works, what have you. But so the thing is, what's going on? And I know um, Professor John, uh, he's a linguistics, I believe, at Stanford was talking about. Um, I can't, I have to find his name, but he was talking about well, the aspect when it comes to a lot of the schools over in New York is testing. I think it's John McQuarter. Ah, yes, John McCord, he talked about that in reference to, you know, the kids aren't, you know, the kids aren't being taught to test properly. They're not getting, not just the resources to test, but the thing is, the study habits for the test aren't well. But what's happening is that now people were, you know, a lot of my brothers and sisters, black, Latino, especially black, you know, it's always, now it's talking, it used to be institution racism, now it's systemic. Now it's it's constant. Now we're all, you know, our brothers and sisters in the black community are the victims, Right. It's like every week, it seemed like every day another article was being posted how if the person got the wrong, was received the wrong flowers from Amazon, it, it was a, an act of racism. We have actors like um, the guy who played the Flash, the Flash talking about people um, with Joss Whedon and making statements and stuff like that and sitting back and making more statements and things like that. But take her to court, file a lawsuit or something like that because it's not right for anybody to be harassed because of their ethnicity or or sexuality, or gender, whatever it may be, that's not right. At the same time, we can't just go, we can't be, we can't just cry wolf and say, well, this person did it to me because I was, you know, I was black. Well, this person did it to me because I'm Latino. Well, this person did it to me because, you know, I'm Asian. Or this person did it to me because I'm First Nation. Okay, we, you know, a lot of, including myself, have went through some serious racism, and I'm talking about racism that resulted in court in our lives. I've been through that, I know. So I'll never just, you know, just say it's not true. I do know that some people throw up the, you know, racism as, you know, to get, you know, some knee-jerk reaction. You know, people talked about Bubba Wallace, but it wasn't really him. It was people around him, and he never, you know, he, it was the conversation around him when it came to the noose. That turned out to be a noose because a lot of people knew it was a garage pulley or when it came to Brother Jesse Smollett with that situation. And we were talking about those situations hurt the cases of people that's really going through it. You know, the, the, you know, whether it's physical assault, job discrimination, education discrimination, or whatever it may be. So the thing is, what's going to happen tomorrow? What's tomorrow going to be like? You know, Trump loses. People throw a party. I know you have the Libertarian Party, and I believe, believe there's more room for another party. It can't just be Republican and Democrat. You know, that, you know uh, Madam, you know, Miss Pelosi, or Miss, Mrs. Pelosi, she wants, she's talking about running again to be Speaker. It's like there's no, it's like all these folks. It's like, for example, my thing with the Democratic Party is that when you saw all the people that were campaigning, you're going to tell me that the, where was all the, the new fresh blood, right? 
Where is that? And the thing is, when people talk about if the black vote is so important, where is the black, you know, the quote unquote black vote for Sister Harris, you know, Senator Harris, when she was running for president? Where was that vote when it when when Senator Booker was running for president? Where was the black vote? Why is it, why is it, why is it we're there to say to President uh, to Senator Biden or Vice President Biden, what have you, that you need to pick a black woman as your vice president because we saved your campaign? Well, where were all these people when Senator Harris was running for for office? Was she was she not worthy? She's good. She wasn't good enough to get the support to be president, but she's good enough in reference to like she can be the vice president. Even though a lot of things will be said with her, so she gets she she get elected for the young sisters when they see that image on TV. So what's going on with that, right? So the thing is, where's the vote? So everything is like it's like identity politics. It's race this and race that and. You know, if you say, you know, I remember a case over, I believe it was at UMass uh, Amherst, or was, uh, the, I think it was the school, in, the nursing school, and, you know, uh, young, so, someone said something about Black Lives Matter. And the truth, go, you go look it up. It was like, last, I think it was earlier this year or late last year. Someone said Black Lives Matter, and then one of the nurses there put up, uh, well, All Lives Matter. And a black student went and complained to the admission saying she felt uncomfortable based on that statement. And me and my friends like, wait a minute, she has a right to say that. You know what the school did? They got rid of her. And the thing is, this lady who got rid of, who was like, let go, she said she didn't want to follow law things like that because she didn't want to give any ammunition to those who are Trump supporters. Now, this is the world we live in. She said, all lives matter. Okay, fine. Blue lives matter. All lives matter. Our Latino lives matter. Our First Nation lives matter. Our Asian lives matter. What have you. Right? So it's, it's come to this. We don't talk to each other anymore. We don't listen anymore. It's becoming 1984. Well, this book offends me. Get rid of that book. That book offends me. I'm oh, sorry, Fahrenheit 4, you know, 451. Right? That book, of, you know, this offends me. Get rid of it. That book offends me. That get rid of it. Well, this thing offends me. Get rid of it. Well, that book offends me. Get rid of it. Okay, burn all the books. So now it's like that. We don't even have a conversation. If you, if you like Trump and I like Biden, whatever, okay, I like to know what is it about Trump that, you know, that you're attracted to. And I'll say my issues with him. But I respect because that's your right. If you don't like me because I like Biden or I like the libertarian candidate or I do a writing candidate like these nuts or whoever it may be, then hear me out as to what my position is. Why, why do I believe that? But now it's like, you're a Trump supporter. Oh, my God, you're crazy. I can't talk to you anymore. When I see articles or I see newscasts or I see broadcasts of people, you know, these are people like in media talking about how it's, 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 it's not good. It's talk, people in media talking about they had to get rid of this person because they're a Trump supporter. How to get rid of that person because they're a Trump supporter or whatever. It, it's has it come to that? Has it really come to that? People are going to say, oh, he, you know, President Trump enables racism. I've seen a lot of this stuff. You know, I've said this before, and it really surprised a lot of people. But a lot of people, the things they say about President Trump, they sound like a lot of people who are saying the same things about President Obama. It's, 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 and then people will say, well, that president's not my president. What example are we setting for the kids? Where now we, 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 we don't, we, want, we tell our kids, well, you have to accept differences, people are differences, people have different ways of thinking, whatever it may be, but then yet, if the person that we want doesn't get elected, then what happens is that we'll say, well, that's not my president. You can't decide when you're going to be American. You can't decide that you'll only be American when the person that you, that you, you voted for is in office, but you won't be American if the person that you didn't vote for isn't in office. Everything is just really, everything is just really going out. It's just really going out the window. The way things are flowing, and it's just, I just feel bad for the kids. You know, I feel bad for the country. You know, I'm fearful for what's going to happen with the generation coming up. You have a lot of these kids that were into Trump, and they're going to see how he was maligned and what have you. And that's the next people that's going to run for office. If Biden get, if Biden gets the executive office, what's going to happen when the uh, midterms come up in two years? What do you think is going to happen? 
You're going to see a Republican landslide. I'll be surprised if it doesn't happen. But you're going to see a Republican landslide when it, in, when it comes to the Congress. It happens all the time. Oftentimes, the, the party that gets the White House, the opposite party gets the Congress. They're thinking there might not be too much of a change. Um, there might not be too much of a change in the Senate. Maybe uh, the, the Republicans gain the seat or lose it. They're not too sure yet. So hopefully, you know, I'll definitely be trying to. I'll definitely be watching those polls tonight to see what's going on. But it's just we have to get back to having a conversation, you know, and, and respect each other, just respect each other's position, and stop this this hostility towards each other of yelling and all those kinds of stuff. And oh, well, if you, you, are you going to vote for you know? This is asking me. Are you going to vote for Trump? Are you going to vote for Biden? And I said something. Like, I don't really care. Because I know neither one, you know, my thing is, who has done, my thing is, we as a community, it's the black community, the Latino community, have to start doing stuff for self. Have to start, we already knew about these health disparities before Corona. We already knew about these, the, the digital divide before Corona. We already knew the educational issues before. We are housing. We knew, we know all this stuff before Corona came down. And what did, what did we as a people do about to address it? It's like Black History Month. Now all of a sudden these folks are, come, are being wheeled out of the closet for February, talking about black history, and when black history is over, they wheel them back in the closet. When it comes to immigration, the same thing. They wheel out our, our Latino brothers and sisters. Okay, talk about immigration, whatever, and then when we need you, we'll, we'll bring you back. Go back in the closet, whatever. Where's our conversation? Why don't we see people as people? Now it's people of color. I thought we were all individuals. I thought we all had like our, 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 our uniqueness about all of us. Now it's, we just lump every to say POC, people of color. And when you say people of color, it's, it presupposes that everybody that's in, in that group, right, suffered and was discriminated the same way, and that, that is so far from the truth, right? And, you know, you have to wonder, you know, what exactly does that mean? White is a color. But if you look in the dictionary, what is black? Black, it says black is the absence of color, right? What is white? White is to the point of where it's opaque. There is no color. So how is black a, a, a considered a color in this country, but, but white isn't, right? And now it's, it's, what's that thing called again? BIPOC? Black, indigenous, people of color, right? Cisgender this, what happened? We are separating people into categories. We are separating people into groups. We are just separating ourselves into these little fiefdoms, and no one marches together anymore. No one works together, right? My, uh, one, of my, one of my students was talking about, you know, transgender rights or what have you. And I said to her, I'm like, you know, I said, based on what I've studied, the, the, all the, the trans, you know, that got murdered last year were black and Latino. Where was the outcry? There might be a case that wasn't reported, whatever, but there was a case in Hollywood a couple weeks ago that people were videotaping. I believe it was three transgender. I'm not too sure, but I believe they were all Latina, right? And they were all being abused, and they were on the, on the ground and crying, whatever. And you know what happened? People were videotaping. People were laughing. People were calling them names. People were talking about beating them up. This, this, this is the time we live in. It's just... I can hear the helicopters outside, and right now, again, this, my, uh, my, my uh, neighbor, uh, my, uh, the store owner, he got shot and murdered this morning. Everything's boring up downtown because everybody thinks it's okay to riot. Everybody thinks, you know, after the Lakers won, what happened? Looting, to, uh, loot, looting broke out uh, by the Staples Center. What happened after the Dodgers, Dodgers won? Looting took place on this street where the smoke shop across the street had a, they got cleaned out. They had to board up the whole door. Because no one came out, none of the Democrats, not, you know, uh, Mr. P um, um, Speaker Pelosi, Senator um, Kamala, she's talking about the, you know, these things shouldn't stop, it'll continue to stop, and it shouldn't stop, it's a movement, what movement? You know, Black Lives Matter, okay, what, the people who are marching, or the, the leadership, because all they're doing is not a political. They want, they go to 
district district attorney, I think it's district attorney, right? Uh, um, Lacey's house. She's a um, sister, black woman. Uh, I believe she's district attorney, whatever. They go all the way to her house. They approach at five o'clock in the morning. Then they go up to her door and hit the door. And the father comes. The husband comes. Her husband comes out. Miss Lacey's husband comes out with a gun. And then you know what happened? Black Lives Matter wants to sue them for like assault and battery, weapons, blah 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 blah. And Black Lives Matter, I believe, the lady, the co, the co-founder, she teaches over, I think, at Cal State LA. One of the schools says, "Well, they should have expected us to show up at the door." What kind of rationale is that? You come to my house at, at three o'clock in the morning, and I'm at home with my kids, and you're, there's like about fifty people outside, and I'm armed. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going I'm to call nine one one. There are some people outside my door. I don't know who they are, and I'm going to get my kids, and my family, in a little corner of the house, and, and, and be ready in case someone tries to break in. You see videos of people, they put their addresses on the internet, and what happens, people go to their homes, you see these home cameras of people in masks going to the doors. This is how we live in. The co-founder of Black Lives Matter, yeah, they're so, they're so into Black Lives, whatever. What they're doing is they're downtown every day at, at, at District Attorney Lacey's office protesting about her, saying she don't want to meet our reformers. I see a YouTube um, ad from them on, on, on this, this channel on YouTube, and I'm like, what's, you know, I just said that, right? And I'm like, okay, if you're against it, that's one thing. But the person that you want to get into office, look, study that record. Like you'll say to yourself, oh, my God. So the thing is, regardless of what you support, can we get back to having a conversation and listen to each other and understand other person? That's why I like debate and policy debates I do with my kids. For two rounds, you're ass. For two rounds, you're, you're, you're the neck. You have to argue the opponent's side, right? Even with moot, you never know what position you're going to have if you win and it's a, in your petition and the petition, petition wins. Person has a high score can decide. They may say, "I want to be petitioned." Okay, now you're 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 the respondent. I'm just sorry, people. I'm just really concerned of what's going on, of of the way the country has is going right now. We're just dividing ourselves. Everything is racism. Everything is they going want they want to get rid of Roe v. Wade. We want they want to get rid of public health care. It's fear mongering. It's I don't know. It, it I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll, I don't know. My fear is that something tragic is going to happen to somebody or what have you. And I really believe, I'm just, I, don't, I believe something's going to, it's going to get to that point. Because we can't keep going on this pace, this, this, this pace that we're going on this road. It's like Eminem said, I believe, um, this, this song he did with the Outlaws and Tupac, he says, let's pump the brakes and, and, and back it up a little bit. We have, somewhere we have to pump the brakes. This identity politics, it's not working. We have to get back to talking with each other, and we just don't do that. We go by, well, I heard this person say that. Well, go find evidence they said, then talk to the person. Why would you say that? It's just, it's just, I'm just concerned. So, hey, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for, t- you know, tuning in. Uh, our next show will be, will be next week. We'll have a post-election show. And then I want to get back to other things, for example, education, uh, the Supreme Court. And, you know, immig- not just immigration, but I want, you know, I'm, I'm looking to have some of my students come on air to talk about some of the issues that, you know, that they're confronting with. We had a great conversation yesterday with one of my students, Dynasty Snowden, was talking to Tanya Lopez, I believe, Yovis Marantes, I believe. I'm not sure if Naomi was part of the conversation. I'm not, I can't remember, but I really enjoyed what they were talking about. You know, my thing to them was that some of the stuff they said was off base. So I said, you, want, you know, you want, to go get, you want to go get your facts solidified before you make statements so you can say yes i read this here i saw this video of this person saying that but it was great so i'm looking at i'm trying to figure out you know we're going to figure out a way to do a show with them maybe we'll do a zoom and then what happens i'll just convert to an auto file and upload it to you all y'all be safe tonight in the united states or around the world where you are please be safe 
You know, we, the teacher got his head hacked off or another person got their head hacked off because it had to do with um, the, the depiction of the Prophet Muhammad, right? And violence doesn't really solve anything. We have to get back to talking to each other and respect. I'm not talking about the person who says, hey, I want to murder people that look like you. No, I'm not talking about that. That's a hate crime, whatever. But the thing is, we have to get back to understanding or trying to understanding and respecting the other person's position, even though it may go counter to what we are. Because all we're doing right now is going down a path that never ends up well. I told a friend of mine that right now it feels like Rwanda before the genocide. It's so tense and it's so divided and no one wants to listen. So be safe out there. Talk. Listen. Don't judge. Don't condemn people because they think different or what have you. We already have to deal with that with people that look different or come from a different culture. Talk. And don't listen to all these media heads. All right? Just, that's all I got to say. Thank you, guys, for being live and direct. I'm out of here. Please be safe out there. You know, take care of your family. Take care of your lives, your loved ones. Take care of yourself. And for all my students um, that's going through the Zoom learning, you know, around the world, we're definitely going to do a show to talk about that because right now I believe, I'm convinced that a lot of our kids are going to need therapy, you know, coming down the road because a lot of our kids are just really struggling. Not just not, not just the students, the, the teachers, because a lot of our teachers have um, Zoom learning taking place at home where they reside with, you know, so take care of people of the world, love y'all, make a difference, and I am gone. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.